Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are spoiler casting. What that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy. And with all that being said, let's get started. All right, people, we are back. Woo! It is January 23rd, and uh, thank y'all so much for your patience, and we greatly appreciate it. Yes. Glad that y'all are back. Me as well. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yes. Definitely. Let's talk all Spider-Man No Way Home. Entire episode, Spider-Man No Way Home. All right. There's no way we're going to talk about anything else. Sorry. I was trying to work in. I was just wondering... <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering I how you're trying to like spin that in there. Like I was trying to find I was home. for the home part. Yeah, and I, I know. Was like, that, that doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just like, uh, <laughs> there's no way we're gonna home run. The, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't even know how to do this. I, I'm just letting y'all know. I still got brain fog and whatever else. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got lots and lots of notes, so I can help along. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I purposefully did not take lots and lots of notes. Just first of all, because I was like, even on the rewatch of this, I was like, this, I don't like this movie. I don't. Wow. I have the exact opposite. I, I've watched this movie now three times. Holy shit. And um, I've grown to like it a little bit more. I still have some, some, um, there's some plot holes that I've been dying to talk about since y'all had asked me like what I thought of the movie. And I've been dying to talk about that. Um, but anyway, we'll get into it when we start talking. Well, about it. So just to kick things off, though, just do we'll do the our our whelm meters there to just as a general starting off. I guess those two we kind of can kind of figure <laughs> deduce from those two reviews where where y'all's are. But, you know, mine was pleasantly whelmed. Was it? Yeah. If I remember correctly, mine was pleasantly well. That doesn't mean that I liked it or anything like that. But Oh, did we already do the well? Yeah, we did when y'all had like seen it and we were talking about other things on different oh. episodes. But it's a good reminder. Mine was uh pleasantly whelmed as as well. Yeah. I'm not I'm still not an overly whelmed because I still think Into the Spider Verse is a better Spider Man movie. Yeah, I forgot that we had done that. Like it's been like freaking six months yeah. basically. <laughs> about to say it's Feels been like... a minute. <laughs> Well, what was yours, Jeremy? Just remind everybody. Uh, yeah, I think mine was pleasantly whelmed as well. I'm like was... borderline whelmed. Yeah, pleasantly whelmed. So like, I think yeah. mine's more pleasantly than that. But yeah, like I wasn't. I definitely wasn't like woo about this movie. Yeah, see, I I'm definitely in the I guess the woo category, but because I, I mean I'm a Spider Man fan, so why wouldn't I be? But the like, yeah. Anyway. Let, let's just move along because I'm going to talk about <laughs> yeah. the plot holes when we get there. I don't want to just jump right, the gun. Okay. Let's let's find out what all plot holes you found in Act One. All right, Act One's pretty much we start off where Spider-Man Far From Home ended, where you know Spider-Man's in in New York and him and MJ are swinging around. Everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Everybody knows that it's Peter Parker. Is Spider-Man? The tape got released from Mysterio. Yeah. So yeah, we start off with that, and we have. What I found interesting, the Department of Damage Control is coming in and they are starting to question Peter and his entourage and starting to confiscate Stark Industry Tech. Yeah. All right. So uh, a couple of things during that. I love the what the fuck moment 
Like, because they, <laughs> they did kind of what I wanted them. I really wanted, because each Spider-Man home movie ends with a what the fuck? And then the next one picks up. I really wanted, like, this one to be, literally, it just picks up and you hear Peter going, Ugh! <laughs> but uh, they they sort of did that. They bleeped out with a car horn. I love the moment when Ned calls him and he's like, dude! And and Peter's like, dude! 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 <laughs> like, that, that, I don't know, that felt very real. If, like, your friend all of a sudden was like, you know, knew that you were Spider-Man and the whole world found out. I also love when they're in the apartment and they're trying to hide it from Aunt May and Happy while they're they're happy and Aunt May are having their breakup. And they think Peter and MJ are having sex and like Aunt May's trying to have like that sex talk <laughs> with Peter. And he's like, no, mom. Or, or he's like, no, Aunt May, Aunt May, Aunt May. No, 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 no. That's not what you think. Like, I don't, that's funny. But uh, back to the damage <laughs> control. Those were just some of my like notes that I had like favorite moments in that section. Uh, the damage control thing. It's owned by Tony Stark. Okay. It's not a branch of the government. I think it was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Homecoming they yeah. established that Tony Stark, like, now has a division of damage control, which essentially he funds to clean up messes. And that's what damage control is. And I'm just going to skip to a little bit about more with damage control. The scene when, uh, spoilers for those, I don't know, who hasn't seen this movie at this point, it's made almost $2 billion. When Aunt May <laughs> dies and damage control shows up then and they start shooting Peter, I'm like, damage control in the comics is not some gun-toting government organization they're literally just some of them have superpowers and they use their powers and then the, most of them are just regular people that just clean up the mess after the avengers are like done you know destroying half the planet saving it <laughs> so like that really 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 bugged me how they changed damage control to be this like branch of the government that's just like frothing at the mouth like, just make it the FBI or Homeland Security. Why did it have to be damage control? Yeah. They also mentioned that Nick Fury's off planet. Yeah. How the fuck did they know that? Like, Nick Fury's Mr. Super Spy. Like, keep everything close to the vest. How the fuck did they know that? Unless, like, Michael had been having theories, unless they're like scrolls. Yeah. That would make sense why damage control's acting weird. That's the only thing I could think of. But right now... I mean, like, unless damage control is scrolled? Yeah, or, like, the head guy. That one guy that we oh, see yeah. that's, like, you know, talking with uh, Peter and all that. Unless he's a scroll. That would be... And since he seems to be, like, maybe, like, head of damage control. That's the only thing that would make sense to me. But as of right now, that's a huge plot hole to me that I'm just, like... I was, like, how the fuck do they know that Nick Fury's off-world? Yeah. And then, like, why are they this gun-toting, like, branch of the government? They're not supposed to be. That's what I was going to bring up, was just that they're acting funny. Like, yeah, it, it does say it does seem very scrollish, or I could see this being part of Armor Wars. So... Oh, how 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 with the Armor Wars? I didn't get that. Um, just because it does seem like they're very much a branch of the government in this instance. Oh, okay. And so with them being very, you know, Stark tech oriented and, and wanting to confiscate as much as they can and giving happy to the third degree about, you know, the piece of product that he's holding on to or they think he's holding on to that we find out later on that he is holding on to that. Like, why, why do they have to have all that tech? And, and why did they wait till this moment right here 
to go to start confiscating all that tech. Yeah, okay. It was almost like they were waiting on something, anything, to be able to start taking tech. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, they, they took all the drones and stuff. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So yeah, I could see this either being an opening for scrolls or armor wars or even both, really. Like, I think they still don't have a date for Secret Invasion yet. Yeah, I don't I don't know off the top of my head what the date for that is. That's what I'm saying. The last thing that I've heard, they don't have a date yet. Oh, it. okay. I got you. Like it's not even confirmed for this year, but everybody's thinking that it may be this year. So yeah, damage control definitely is acting goofy. They're super sus. And and all those theories that those were Matt Murdock's arms slamming down the files and the paperwork that was not him. He met them in the in the apartment. Yeah, and <laughs> so <laughs> my note my note here just says Matt Murdock like all exclamation points. Dude, mine does the same exact thing. Just about. <laughs> I love that how scene they, was really cool. Yeah, I love how they introduced him, and then I I love the the catch that he yeah, does of the brick. And then Peter's like, how'd you do that? And he's like, I'm a very good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, real quick, uh, we learned that MJ, the Michelle Jones of this Spider-Man MCU universe, is full name is Michelle Jones Watson. So she is, I guess, like a weird variant of the Mary Jane Watson, since she has like the last name. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, what? All right. So it's apparently not safe there at Aunt May's apartment, even though Aunt May and Happy are, are like getting are breaking up. They're going to go hang out at Happy's apartment. What is Happy doing with an apartment? First of all, yeah, like I don't know. Second of all, I love when they walk in, they see dummy. over Yeah, there. I was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I wrote dummy robot at Happy's place. Uh, one other thing. I love that. Matt Murdock tells to Happy, he's like, you're going to need a very good lawyer. Also, there's a fun little, like, moment because Happy, like John Favreau, played Foggy Nelson in the old Daredevil movie with... Uh, the Ben Affleck. Yeah, like with Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. So yeah. it's a nice little, like, hey, there's Foggy from a different universe with the new Matt Murdock. I don't know. Anyway. I didn't even think about that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, like they they brought him to I don't know. I think it was just for a joke. And well that and Happy has the the box. Uh that's one of the notes I have here which is kind of an it's kind of annoying, but it's it's Stark Tech. Like I said it's magic, but Happy has the box that can do anything because it can literally do anything. <laughs> it can just make anything. Yeah. It can create anything. It can do anything. Yeah, uh, I I want to say it was called oh, it was called a fabricator. Yes. And that's what that's what Peter was saying, that, is that it can fabricate anything. So, pretty nifty little box, and I guess that's what he's been hiding. Makes me wonder why he took it in the first... Did they ever explain that? No. That's what I'm saying. Like, something's odd. It was in the plane. It's that same device that was in the plane. I'm assuming he just oh. put it in his apartment because the story needed it to be there. <laughs> so, when he goes to cure them, then they have something that can create... Like, it's a MacGuffin. It is the box that can do anything. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing that's going to possibly, you know, have him go into jail. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like, that's why, I was supposed to say foggy. That's why Matt says, like, you know, with all your involvement with Stark and everything, you're, you're going to need a really good lawyer. And um, there, there's other notes that I have, but where the fuck's Pepper? Why didn't Pepper help with any of this? She's got a kid, like, 
She's busy. Yeah, she's off in the yeah, woods. But she's running. Is she not running Stark Tech or Stark Industries anymore? <sighs> uh. And if so, like once again, damage control is owned by Stark Industries. So why can't she just be like, yeah, this is our stuff. Thank you for recovering it. Maybe in Tony's passing, he passed Stark. He passed damage control over to the feds. Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering. I'm hoping in Armor Wars we get what's happened to Tony's like estate. What what exactly has happened since his passing? Yeah, because that's so unclear right now. I'm going to imagine that like like he gave a he gave what he he gave all the drones and whatever else to Peter. I was about to say a lot of it was supposed to apparently go to well and that's not a lot but uh, the Edith w- went to him and so I would have thought more would have been left to Peter but on a giant satellite with a bunch of drones on it no telling what else is in that satellite. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very Tony like decision <laughs> where he yeah. gives like a 17-year-old kid that like power <laughs> i know peter's responsible like we know that as an audience but it's a very tony like what what did you just do <laughs> i mean when you when you bullet down to that yes but you know tony did give the stuff to an avenger yeah <laughs> but so, an 18 I mean, or, or 17 year old avenger <laughs> right right i mean Wait, can he drive is he eight? i don't he know I, I think he's 17 Cause like whenever he uh in of course in homecoming he didn't know how to drive. Well, I think that's just a New York thing because a lot of people in New York don't have oh. driver's license because they they just walk everywhere or take cabs or stuff. Yeah. But so he was a senior in high school, so I'm sure he was 17, 18 years old. Oh yeah, he did the, did the pro- yeah well yeah he's got to because they were just um yeah because they're doing the college applications. Yeah. So. Right. I th- yeah, I thought sorry. I remember him mentioning his age and him saying seventeen at at some point in one of the mo- like recent movies. So speaking of his college application, they apparently applied. Uh, him, MJ, and Ned all applied to like three different schools together because they all want to go to school together, and they got denied all three of them. Yeah, and they were just going to leave it and let it be. But you know what? MJ didn't take down Halloween decorations and. Apparently it was Thanksgiving and there were some little witches that was hanging out at the little bakery and it gave Peter an idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, so, okay. Uh, backing up with just honorable mentions. I like the, when they're still at Happy's place and he's like FaceTiming MJ and Happy's like, hey, can you keep it down? And he's got like the CPAP on. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, we know you both like each other. Like, there's no new ground made here. Like, I need my eight hours. Can you please just shut up? (laughs) Um, And then when they're at school, Betty Brandt says the go get them tiger line that usually is devoted to MJ. I love the little spider. uh, I love the. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, that was I hated that part. Um. I love the like whatever the crazy fan that is like wearing a t-shirt and he's like, MJ, are you gonna have his spider babies? <laughs> <laughs> like that 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 was so funny. Um before they're applying, they're talking about going to MIT and Peter says, like, I could move to Boston. He's he's like, there, there's crime in Boston. And uh I love uh uh Ned says. Yeah, there's wicked crime in Boston, uh, which is like a, a Bostonian thing. They usually say like, you know, oh, that's wicked awesome. Anyway, 
Chris Evans will, uh, uh, Captain America will, will find that funny because he's from Boston. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I like also, and this probably has double meaning, the friends at that point pledge to have a fresh start. Like they all put their hands together and say like, let's have a fresh start in college. I feel like that has double meaning by the end of this movie because it does have a fresh start. Yeah. I feel like that was... Uh, that was uh, not. It's metaphorical. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. Thank you. <laughs> now back to what you were saying. Why the hell didn't Peter call this once again? Pepper, like Tony Stark went to MIT. He talks about it in, I think it's Civil War when he's holding the convention there and uh, when he's showing off barf. Yeah, yeah. That's at MIT. Yeah. Why the hell didn't like he say something to Happy? And then Happy's like, oh, hey, you want to get in MIT? Let me call Pepper real quick. Pepper call up there and be like, hey, yeah, uh, you know, like whatever. Like, say, uh, how much money have we donated to this school? Like, you're absolutely letting this kid and his friends in. Like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> this that could have been easily solved. I know Strange talks about that when he's like, wait a minute you didn't even think to call and like plead your case to them before like uh, making me like brainwash the whole world. And then of course, Peter makes the funny comment. He's like, well, when you put it that way, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, the, just to catch you up, that was, those were my little notes that I had on this, that section. <laughs> well, we did find out that when he walks in that, uh, the roof has been repaired. Yes. Along with the stairs and everything else, it was just a gateway to Siberia that was left open. Yes. Which I'm I'm a little <laughs> disappointed with that. I like the idea that the hole hadn't been fixed. No, no, absolutely not. Oh, really? You like the other no. idea? Well, yeah, because I mean, like, how long did it take to, for them to fix any of that stuff? It should have been like just a snap and it's done. Just a wave of a hand. Well, I just right. I like the idea that maybe they've been busy, which we also learned that Wong is now Sorcerer Supreme. Yep. Yeah. So technicality. Yeah, he wanted on technicality, <laughs> which I like. I like that. Which makes me also think that Strange is like bitter about that. So he's just not he's doing dick all because, you know, he's like he's not even wearing the robes, which I'm assuming at, at one point in the movie, we hear like the washing machine and dryer going in the little like dungeon basement area. So I don't know if maybe they were like it was dry cleaning day. But anyway, I like the idea that Strange is like. I'm not your source of Supreme. I'm not going to do jack shit. <laughs> I'm just going to sit around and drink tea or whatever it is. And wipe everybody's mind. Yeah. Wong gives a, a line that says, you know, Strange says something about that portal opening and blowing in the blizzard. And he's like, yeah, because Wong didn't put the seal to make sure they're, you know, extra sealed or whatever. And Wong's like, yeah. well, as the source of Supreme, I have uh, greater duties. So... What are his greater duties going to underground fight clubs and fighting for money? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> like, I, I like, I was very confused by that, but okay. I mean, I, I thought it was funny, but at the same time, hey. that was a plot hole to me that I was like, so he's just going and doing underground fight club stuff, okay, yeah. cool. Look, somebody's got to bring home the bacon. He went from from asking Strange for money for a tuna fish sandwich to, hey, now he's bringing it home. Yeah, like, no, I I agree. But like, if we're establishing that he's Source of Supreme, like, come on. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, 
the number one rule is you don't talk about it. So, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> which, speaking of which, uh, just a uh, mention: uh, Meatloaf died, uh, who was also in Fight Club. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, his name is Robert Paulson. Anyway, if you've seen that movie, you know what I'm referring to now. <laughs> Never watched it. Okay, well, it's a good movie. You should see it. <laughs> you know what I found interesting? I found interesting that that Doctor Strange did not get offended when he was called Sir instead of Doctor. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. You know how, like, people that have a doctorate, like, they yeah. want to be called Doctor? Yeah. Like, and who am I to judge because of my little, you know, associate's degree and all that jazz, but, like... It happens in the movie, not with Doctor Strange, but it happens with Osborne when, uh... That's when, what I thought. When yeah. Osborne, you know, when they meet up with Osborne and he brings him back to the sanctum and he's introducing Osborne to MJ and Ned, he's like, this is Mr. Osborne. He's like, doctor. He's like, oh, sorry, yeah. right. sorry, doctor. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dr. Strange totally seems like one of those. It's like, no, I'm not sir. I'm doctor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just struck me as odd. His character was very weird and flip-floppy a lot in this movie. Because, uh-huh. like, he's like, don't call me sir. And then he gets mad. And then he's like, you know, when Peter screws up the spell, which that's another thing that I'm just going to address now, is like, hey, uh, Doctor Strange, before you start casting the spell, how about a fucking heads up about like, hey, is there anybody you may want to not be affected by this spell before I start casting it? Because like... When I start, it kind of, you know, it has to continue. Like, I, I, that really annoyed me when he's just like, all right, the whole world is not going to remember that you're Peter Parker. And, he, and Pete's like, uh, which I get, we got to have the movie. But I don't know. I wish there was some other way they could have written it where Pete screws it up instead of, like, it I just really annoyed me how he was like, okay, yeah. we're doing this. And then he's like, Oh, but I, I want—I want to make sure my girlfriend remembers. And he's like, "Okay." And it's like you could have—you could have mentioned that beforehand before you started. So, in other words, the doctor could have had a consultation with the patient and said, "Hey, these are the side effects." <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> before we go into the surgery. Well, I love after uh, when they <laughs> when when they bring Ned and MJ into the sanctum for the first time. MJ, even which I. I I was down on this version of MJ just because I'm a, once again, I'm a Spider-Man fan and I, I like the more comic version of her. But I absolutely loved her in that scene when she just calls Doctor Strange on his shit, when she's like, you know, this is kind of your fault. <laughs> and I know a few magic words that uh, would, you know, maybe make us do this. And then he's like, you know, please Scooby-Doo this shit. Uh, <laughs> but I love that moment with her. Um <laughs> But yeah, well, anyway. since we since we've gotten to that moment, I, just real quick, I you know I took my son to go watch this movie, and um, and uh, we're sitting there, and he he hears that, and he he looks over at me, and he's like, "Hey, Dad," and I lean over, I'm like, "Buddy, what?" And he's like, "Hey, Dad, let's go Scooby do this shit." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I just I was like I just shook my head and I said, "Buddy." Don't tell your mom. You can't say yeah. that. <laughs> it's like I'm not even mad, but don't don't repeat that. <laughs> Just you, you can't say that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and, and Doctor Strange also had another good point when he was casting that spell too. By the way, that uh, he says 
did people like Peter just because you're Peter or they like you because you're Spider-Man? So it's like, oh, yeah. Because he was like, is is my girlfriend even going to know that she's my girlfriend anymore? And he's like, well, I mean, that depends. Does she, is she your girlfriend because you're Spider-Man or is she your girlfriend because, you know, you're Peter Parker? And I was like, oh, that's a pretty good point there, Strange. Like, no wonder you just kept on going. Well, but obviously, up. like, it would have mattered either way because she had no idea who he was. Like, yeah, they just, by the end of it, they erased Peter Parker. Like, I'm kind of wondering, does he even have a social security number at this point? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think he has anything. Yeah, I think yeah. he's. I mean, they had he's studying for the freaking GED. So yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw that as well. I think. I think this. I think the first go around was just to erase that Peter Parker was Spider Man, not erase Peter Parker, the person completely. Yes, you're. Yeah, I think you're right there. So like, gotcha. so like, he, like if he had just gone ahead and completed the spell, MJ probably still would have been his girlfriend. Ned would have still been his best friend, but none of those people would have known that he was Spider Man, and he probably could have later on been like, look. I know you think I'm acting weird and all that, but I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 just hashed it out again, which he's going to have to do anyways. Yeah. Uh, but now he, like, has nobody. Now he's not going to. Yeah, I, I'd have been way different on this movie had we not already gotten the news that, hey, we're going to get three more movies with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Because at the end of this, I was like, I would have been devastated because <laughs> this comic in, or this say this uh, movie ends in a very Spider-Man comic like cliffhanger ending with like Peter wins like he saves the day but he doesn't win like and that right. is very Spider-Man in like the comics where a lot of his comics will end where you know he saved everyone and did the right thing, but at what cost? Like, and it cost him something, which in this case, it cost him literally everything. So anyway, I... That seems I, horrible to read. I, I I like it. I like other heroes as well, but what I'm saying is I like Spider-Man because he's that, to go to like D&D kind of thing, he's the lawful good. He is good to a fault, just like how Captain America is good to a fault. Um, he's one of those that in spite of whatever may happen to him, he will always try to do what's right, no matter how hard it is. Um, and yeah, I don't like Captain America either. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I get it. It's not for everybody, but I also like, <laughs> like, I like Daredevil. I like, uh, uh, um, oh, now we're talking. I like Batman, uh, if we're going to DC, but those characters are more, you know, I guess morally gray. But yeah, uh, real quick, uh, the when the spell goes crazy and and Strange fixes it, we see the spell in like one of those little crystal like capsule things that was from like What If. Oh, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I feel like a lot like What If was to Paris for a lot of things that are to come. Yes, yeah. especially with, I guess, the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So the spell gets botched and Strange had to shut it down and he's pissed at Peter because he was changing the parameters of the spell, the you know, mid-spell. And uh, Peter's going to try and get his friends into MIT by talking to one of the ad- admins. Yeah, the admin. Yeah, admins. Yes, yes. I didn't know she was over admits, ad- whatever it's called. Anyway, <laughs> again. 
yeah, she's she's part of the administration that like accepts applicants into the school. Yes. That's yes, that's what I'm going for. All right. And we get Alfred Molina's Doc Ock from the commercials that we've all been seeing. And uh we get a nice little fight scene. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I did do, I, I did as well. I, this is partly where I start having issues. Um not not the fight scene per se, but there's so many callbacks for the sake of callbacks. And like I understand, like I said when I did my like early review, Tom said that this was kind of Spider-Man in-game. And I think he meant by like not just that like it has this ultra sad ending like in-game, but that it references a lot of Spider-Man movies throughout all the years. And uh when Doc Ock shows up and he's like, you know, hello, Peter. And then he's like, what did you do with my machine? And Pete's like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? I don't Who are you? And um, he says the line, the power of the sun in the palm of my hands. And I, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm on Reddit a lot and I see the Raimi meme subreddit constantly, which may like constantly reference, you know, uh, I'm somewhat of a doctor myself. Uh, the power of the sun in the palm of my hands. I just, I don't know, it, it, that line felt out of place and bugged me. But then to sort of counteract what I just said, I did like how at one point in the fight, he throws a car at Peter and the way it's shot and the way he dodges, it feels very like in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire when Doc Ock throws the car at MJ and Pete sitting in the coffee shop and they dodge. It felt like that was kind of like a slight nod or reference to that. But the the one of the things in this movie is there is a lot, a lot of silly little lines that kind of don't make sense. And they're just sort of like almost memes from other Spider-Man movies. <laughs> and that's the part that really, really bugs me about it. Anyway, we'll get into those. I'll point some out when we get further into them as they come up. I was going to say, you're going to give me examples of those. Um... Anyways, that I, I like the fight, and uh, I like how basically Peter wins the fight by, you know, Doc Ock takes some of the Iron Spider suit, yeah, and, yeah. and uses it to combine on his tentacles. Well, then Peter can then control those, yeah, by uh, linking them with his Which, his AI. Th- that was the other thing I wanted to to talk about is it seems like, and I like this idea, that any world that didn't have Tony Stark in it, like their tech is just wildly not advanced. Like any universe that has Tony Stark in it, the tech is way better, which I like sort of seeing that fight where the, the Stark tech, the nanotechnology, like obviously Peter should be able to just quickly defeat Doc Ock that way. With that technology, like I thought that was really cool. And as we get later on and some of the other characters from the universe see some of Stark's tech, it's like it's really interesting to see that like, yeah, uh, a universe without Tony Stark is wildly like underdeveloped, if you will. Well, what kind of bothered me with the the tentacle arms is that like Doc Ock had to have a fuse in the back of his head and the back of his neck to keep it from bleeding into his mind. Yeah, it was an inhibitor chip. Yeah. Right. And but all this was was just straight up nanites. Yes. That basically plated his like his arms. Yeah, I think it like bonded with it. 
Yeah, but there wasn't like, it's not like, you know, the AI went along with it. I, it did because he mentions, he's like, hey, you don't listen to him now. You listen to me. Because like the arm did that whole like, like it looks over at Peter and Doc is trying to force it to do something. And he he says that line. He's like, don't listen to him. Listen to me. Yeah, that just seems odd to me. Yeah. Once again, it's Stark Tech. I always say like, it's magic. It's not, but it's magic because they never explain how any of it works. <laughs> sure. Well, at this point in time, uh, we save the the MIT administrator and we put everybody back on the bridge. And then here comes Green Goblin, played by William Defoe. But they get zapped away to, to Doctor Strange's dungeon, right? Right before a pumpkin bomb goes off. Yes. Or no, like right after a pumpkin bomb goes off and we see Green Goblin. Yes. he uh, Green Goblin throws a pumpkin bomb and it blows up and he starts flying towards Peter. And then all of a sudden a portal just sucks him and, and uh, Doc Ock into the Sanctum's like basement area. Dungeon. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, a wizard's dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the basement. <laughs> Lair. All right, Peter gets the the help of MJ and Ned, much to um, Strange's <laughs> not satisfaction. Oh, which is when he tells them to Scooby do this shit. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, at that point, Strange tries to guilt trip Peter. He's like, "Be careful what you wish for," you know, like everything. And I'm like, "Dude, you're the one who fucked the spell up. Why are you guilt tripping?" <laughs> Peter on this and then obviously this is the issue that I have the biggest plot hole is strain specifically because like I said I watched this three times now specifically says this spell is pulling in people from all over the multiverse who know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker not all of these act or these uh, villains that get pulled in know who Peter Parker is perfect example is Electro when he takes off uh, when yeah. uh, Andrew Garfield takes off his mask, he's like, man, I thought you'd be black. Like, he doesn't know who Peter Parker is or he doesn't know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Yeah. Like, that was a huge plot hole to me. That was what really, really bugged me. I also like... My I think they were also just using that as trying to get like the whole like Miles Morales play there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it obviously but yeah, was a... But I see, I see your point though. Like, it, it, it's kind of misses the whole premise of the movie yeah um my favorite joke in the entire movie though is is right here where dr strange asks have you found anybody and he's talking about well there was another one on the bridge and he's like he's he was coming at us and he was like this giant or no he's like he was uh what's the line it's something about like it was a big he looked like a big green and you're thinking he's gonna say goblin and he's like elf (laughs) I just thought that that joke was really funny to me. And Strange was like, oh, well, that sounds fun. Go here, go find him next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing is when he brings Ned and MJ in, Ned's like, whoa, this is the Sanctum. How does Ned know about the Sanctum? Did Peter tell him? Because, like, I don't think most people know what the Sanctum is. Has Peter even well, been to the Sanctum? He's He's the guy in the chair. He's got to know everything. Once before, at least. I guess. I don't know. It's the guy in the chair. You got to know something. You got to know everything. Yeah. I, I would assume that Peter told him about the sanctum. Yeah. I mean, especially since. I would imagine. You know, when Peter saw the wizards in the in the bakery. I gotcha. That's, he, that's where he thought about going was to go see Doctor Strange. Yeah. I was very confused because I'm like, 
Peter met Strange on a spaceship flying to a different planet. Then they got dusted. Then they showed back up in Endgame to fight Thanos. So I was just like, I guess it happened off screen somewhere where Peter knew where the Sanctum was and how to find Strange. I don't know. It was just weird to me. They had a bunch of bonding time while they were waiting on Thanos to get to Titan. I, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just assumed Strange would have some sort of spell that, like, it's almost like the Doctor Who TARDIS. It's one of those things where it's made to where people won't notice it yeah. as easily. So I, I assume the Sanctum would have something like that. But anyway. <laughs> well, he did equip Peter with this magical, I don't know, web shooter? Yeah. <laughs> it's a magic web shooter. So he was able to to give Peter that, and Ned sent Peter on his way to go find Electro, what wound up being Electro, because there were some hits coming off of it. And while there, he also found... I love what so on the, I just love them like FaceTiming while he's slinging through there and just like, how do you not get sick? <laughs> it's just, yeah. I thought, I don't know, I thought it was just kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we also, we see the suit is now in inverted, which yeah. might, yeah. <laughs> Got all the wires everywhere, yeah. basically. <laughs> that was really funny. I was watching that and I was like, why would you? Why would you choose to to turn that suit inside out? Like, why is that? Why is that even an option? First of all, which surely that paint's dried by now, so it's not like it's going to be on your body. But like, it's got to be hard and not flexible, and yeah. so that like that's got to be bothersome. Secondly, there's going to be a wire or something that snags on something somewhere that's going <laughs> to have to make that, yeah like that suit malfunction. Yeah. Like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I love back when they're at the Sanctum, MJ pulls out. So like, you know, they go down to the dungeon and and Ned says like, oh, what is this, a torture rack? And MJ's like, that's a Pilates machine. Um, but <laughs> while they're talking, MJ pulls out. It's a blanket and you miss it. But she pulls out, she's looking at a box and it's a goatee template for Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this thing. I, I actually have one, which is also funny. It's a thing that you like bite and it like has like a little guard so you can like shave everywhere else and it doesn't mess up your goatee. Uh, Oh, that's funny. I find that funny because I I would often joke because Doctor Strange has messed up hands like he can't do like meticulous work anymore. Hence why he can't be a brain surgeon. But he has this perfectly trimmed goatee. And I've often wondered how the hell is he able to do that? So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Then this is one of the things that before they go out there to uh, get Electro, you know, they start talking with Dr. Octopus and he makes the line where he's like, you're flying into the darkness looking for a ghost. And it's so overly dramatic because he he's so willfully like, it can't be Otto. Otto's dead. And I'm like, dude, you're in a new multiverse. Like you're you're in a new universe. I mean, you've just discovered that the multiverse is real. It could be a different Norman Osborn from any other kind of multiverse. So I don't know. That just felt weirdly just dramatic for the sake of being dramatic. Like, oh, this is a cool line we're going to add. So it'll be in the trailer. And I don't know. It's just, it really bugged me. So yeah. Anyway, also, I think when Ned opens the fridge when they're in the sanctum, you see gross things inside the fridge. It's like an eyeball and 
weird creatures and tentacles. Yeah. I think in the 2015 Jason Aaron Doctor Strange comic run, uh, they established that magic has a cost. And the way they sort of establish it is Strange has to eat nasty things. And they open the fridge, or uh, there's like a panel or something where the Wong is cooking, and it's just this disgusting thing. You know, it's like black ooze with eyeballs and tentacles and stuff. <laughs> and like the fridge is filled with other like weird, nasty, like multi-dimensional creatures. And like Strange eats it and he's like, how does it taste? He's like, it, it, I forget what the line is. It's like, it tastes like, I don't know, it tastes like cyanide or something like that. It's just, it's vile. So I wonder if that was like a slight reference to that or if maybe they're going to do that at some point in Doctor Strange's movies where like magic does come at a cost. Huh. Maybe so. Anyway, sorry. We're back to Electro. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very underwhelmed by this whole fight. I mean, I know it's his first deal with Electro and stuff like that, but it kind of ends abruptly with Marco and Peter working together. Marco creates a sandstorm. Peter disconnects the power, and Electro is there in the woods, butt naked. <laughs> and then they just, you know, shoot a magical web to send him off to the dungeon. Yeah. And some. Lumberjack clothes or firefighter clothes or something like that. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a safety jacket for people who like work on the power lines. That makes so much more sense than the <laughs> shit that I just said. Because <laughs> it was like on a, it was like in a like storage unit or something like. No, yeah, you're totally right. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I can't think tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. <laughs> the uh, the I will say this: uh, the cinematography for this movie is really fucking awesome. In some of the scenes, the scene where Electro starts forming in the background behind uh, Spider Man, and you hear MJ, she's like, "What is it? Is it is your tingle thingy? Is your tingle thingy going off?" Yeah. And like <laughs> Peter's like charging up the the like web uh, magic web shooter. That shot is just, like, beautiful looking. And there's another one later on. It's when, after Aunt May's dead, and he's standing in front of the giant, like, television billboard screen, and the Daily Bugle's playing, and the rain's coming down and stuff. Just the the lighting and the way that, that scene is shot is just so gorgeous looking. But anyway. From there, Peter, you know, cleans up his mess, and he's he sent Marco, and an electro to the dungeon and they're hanging out and uh Ned's like, Hey, this tree you shot in here, is there something with it too? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, bro. It's just it's just a tree. Electro's like, it's it's just a tree, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we got Norman Osborne at the uh Aunt May's little cooking area. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Her soup kitchen. Uh, yeah. It's uh it's her homeless shelter. It's called Feast. Yeah. Um, but he's like Norman that's okay, that's confused and doesn't want to hurt people and things like that. I real quick, just to back up, I like the scene in the alleyway with Norman talking with the mask. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. one that, that happened in the Raimi movies as well. And he, when he destroys the mask and walks away, once again the 
the shot of it, him walking away, is like a callback mm-hmm. to one Spider-Man two when Spider-Man decides to uh, not be Spider-Man anymore because he's just like, you know what? Screw this. I want to be Peter Parker and live my life. And he throws away the suit in the alleyway and walks away. And two, that's also a callback to the actual comics, which I think is called like Spider-Man No More. I don't know what issue it is. I sure I probably should have looked that up. But uh, anyway, uh, I just thought that was cool. Yeah, that was a really cool scene. Um, and it, it set up the the soup kitchen, the homeless shelter. Yeah, really well as well. Uh, from there, Peter takes Norman back to Doctor Strange's. Uh, Sanctum Sanctorum, and Strange comes in with a box and whips on Norman into his own little dungeon as well. They've got everybody in their own dungeons. We're talking Electro, we're talking Lizard, Flint Marco, um, Sandman, Green Goblin now, and Otto Octavius. He's going to sit there and he's going to send them all back to their respective universes where they all die by the hands of Spider-Man from what is being said. But I don't think Flint Marco dies by the hands of Spider-Man, even yeah, even like now, because he was cool when he saw Peter. Yeah, um, because him and Peter were cool at the end of Spider-Man Three. Yeah. So, sorry, I feel like I'm going to be the one talking mostly <laughs> for a lot of this, but you th- are. This is the biggest. <laughs> this is the biggest plot hole for me that bugged me. Uh, I'm going to back up just one second. Um. In the Aunt May, one Norman Osborn's in Feast, uh, I, in a previous episode, talked about it a little bit. So we for sure are confirming that there is no Norman Osborn in the MCU because he says, look, I looked for my house. My house wasn't there. My son's not even here. Like, there's no Norman, o- there's no Oscorp. There's no Norman Osborn. There's no Oscorp. Well, there's no Norman Osborn. He says that, like, he tried to look himself up and he couldn't find it. Okay. So I like the little bit of Pete saying he wants to return them home. And then Aunt May says, like, is this good for them or is this good for you? Then back to the 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 huge plot hole. Flint doesn't know about Norman's death. He says that uh, Doc Ock and Spider-Man, I mean, excuse me, Doc Ock and Green Goblin both die at the hands of Spider-Man. Flint Marco doesn't know that. And if we're supposed to believe that he somehow learns that off screen, I'm sorry, don't put that in the movie. Like, you need to at least have something establishing that. It it, it really bugged me because I'm like, how does Flint know that? Did Harry tell him? Because, you know, at the end of Spider-Man 3, Harry as New Goblin, Venom, and Flint Marco all fight Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So I'm like, how did that happen? Because... Also, to prove to my point, in Spider-Man 3, there's that dumb scene where the butler comes in and confirms that Harry confirms to Harry that Norman was killed by his own glider. Because he's like, hi, Harry, I'm here for some exposition. And <laughs> I did a forensics and the the the. The uh the blade wounds uh that your father had matched the blades from his glider. Thanks, <laughs> goodbye. And like, like it's so dumb. Um so like Harry didn't even know, like at that point. So how does Flint know? Okay, and then there is the lizard knows who Peter Parker is. I know that for a fact. Electro doesn't. 
Um, Lizard doesn't even die, by the way. Lizard gets cured at the end of Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Well, Garfield even, he even makes a reference saying, I, well, I've, I know. Cleared, I've cured him once. But they establish that a lot, like, that they're all going to die at the hands of Spider-Man. And it's like, Doc, I think Ock drowns at the bottom of the ocean and Goblin gets stabbed. Electro, I don't, they don't really confirm that he's dead. He just sort of gets absorbed by the power grid. He makes a line in this movie about how, like, I was absorbing energy and and then... He's like, and then I and came data. and then I came here. He was like, I was about to die or something like that. So that I kind of forgive because at least in this movie, they they establish something. But yeah, that whole the whole like, oh, the people coming through are the people that know who Spider-Man is. And then like the whole trope of like, well, we can't send them back because they're going to die at the hands of Spider-Man really, really bugged me. Now, that being said, when. Doctor Strange is all like, all right, I'm sending him back. You know, fuck this. I'm 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 hitting the buttons. And Peter like mulls it over and then webs it. And then Strange is like, don't. Like, that is a very Peter Parker Spider-Man moment. And that's why I like the MCU Toby, uh, Toby, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Because once again, even though technically this shouldn't matter to him, like these are people from a completely different universe, he wants to help them. And that that's why I like this character. And I like that they at least got that right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, I guess, more prurient May than it was anything else. Yeah, but and they... She just stoked the fire. Yeah, they heavily handled, heavily handed, uh, basically made her Uncle Ben yeah. in this universe, uh, which is another kind of plot hole that I'll talk about when we get to the death of Aunt May. Um, <laughs> but anyway. So, you know how uh, Flint knew it was Norman Ob- Osborn, he, how he died, right? Oh, God. Why? <laughs> it was osmosis. Osmosis? He's Sandman. Oh, okay. Yeah. He learned it in the dreams. Because he's Sandman. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> so so to <laughs> to help you with Flint Marco knowing that he uh, that Spider Man killed Norman Osborn, Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire Spider Man dropped off Norman Osborn, and here he saw a dead Norman from Peter from Spider Man. So and and Harry was very adamant that Spider-Man killed his dad. Yeah, I know, I know. So I, I'm I'm assuming more than likely, especially with the Joe Jonah Jameson that was in that universe, that there was a uh, there was an article that was ran that Spider-Man killed Norman Osborn. You know what I mean? Well, like I don't think I don't think that's ever actually seen on screen. It's not. So once again, like that's something that is just not canon and that's what bugs me about it it's like just say that like hey we're pulling like it didn't have to be oh these are the villains that know who peter parker is and oh they're gonna die just say that like hey these are just villains that alternate you have fought that get pulled through what i'm getting at is there was too much over dramatization in this movie which is why this movie wasn't that good yeah well i I, like i said it's not my favorite spider-man movie (laughs) um and that's the the biggest plot holes that I don't like about it. Um. Anyway, 
I did like the Spider-Man versus Strange fight scene. Yes. That was pretty cool when they went to the mirror yeah. dimension and things like that. We've gotten to a point where, where Spider-Man, you know, like you said, was he, he didn't want the, them to all go back to the universe and then didn't want them all to die. So he tries to steal the uh the apparatus i can't even remember what he named it yeah i don't know but the box strange put them in the mirror diver- mirrorverse and uh and they had they duked it out there i love that first when the the fight starts and he knocks peter out of his body into the, like the astral plane yeah and we see the spidey sense I thought that was the coolest like way to do uh, Peter. Like so, in the comics, whenever he has Spidey sense, they usually draw like wavy lines over his head. Uh huh. And in the movie, we see like kind of clear wavy lines, and then his body is just kind of like on auto Spidey sense. Like he's just dodging Strange. As is that what that was? Yeah, that's a Spider sense or Peter Tingle, if you will. Yeah, I was about to say it's just Peter Tingle. Okay, that's what I was thinking, but I I never got that. Yeah, when he's like, Strange is trying to grab the box and his body is just moving. It's a spidey sense. It's just on <laughs> autopilot. Wow. All right, then. I was hoping it was something cooler than that, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just thought, I thought the scene was cool. There was nothing that really stuck out to me uh, other than Peter winds up beating Strange through yeah. geometry. That part was cringe to me when he's like, oh, you may be good at spells and stuff but you know you know what beats magic math that was really like a cringy line to me i was just like it was just one like of those stay in school kids yeah or, or, or like, <laughs> it was one of those like you know whatever like the power of science man uh it just it felt like an after school special like knowledge is power yeah exactly like it was very cringy well after that after that nice little strange fight scene what we get peter decides he's gonna take all the villains to you know happy's place because <laughs> that makes sense well so you take them and uh and what where's happy at this whole time i guess he's doing work for pepper Trying to find his attorney yeah yeah <laughs> hey <laughs> yeah, actually probably so. that would have made more sense yeah he's he's tied up with like legal stuff first person that peter decides to fix is doc ock he uses the fabricator that Happy is kind of kept under wraps to fabricate another fuse for the arms. Yeah. And that's successful, even though it looked like it killed him at first. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really, yeah, <laughs> it really did. The way it like just knocked him out, you were just kind of like, uh, is he dead? <laughs> and before that, Aunt May walks and, and asks Doc Ock if he wants some water. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I would like some water, actually, even though he's like, really pissed off about the situation and she's like okay well fresh or salt <laughs> and he's like what <laughs> she's like you know because you're an octopus I lo- <laughs> and then she just gives him this look and she's just like you're fresh water <laughs> <laughs> so those were some examples of the humor that i enjoyed i the right before when he goes back to the sanctum the humor is just hammered on way too much when they're talking amongst each other and. I think Lizard at one point says, like, that's no way that that's his girlfriend. Like, it was just really cringy. And I was just kind of like, Let, let's move on. Like, enough with the enough with the gags a minute. Like, can we please move on? I did like some of the, the funny scenes in the apartment. Like, Flint sits down and it, it gets, like, sand all over the couch. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, and moves on. And then 
Electro, I think, uses like his electricity to like turn on the TV and Doc Ock talks about like, oh, how are you going to cure us in an apartment complex? You're going to, you know, microwave some frozen burritos. And Norman's like, <laughs> I could go for a burrito. Um, that's sort of funny, but there was so many like jokes a minute with the villains that I was just kind of like, can we stop? Like, that's enough. Right. <laughs> like Peter's supposed to be the kind of like motor mouth uh, joke a minute person, not his villains. And that, I don't know, that bugged me. But I did like the the salt water or fresh. Uh, that was really funny. I just like the look on her face when she just was like fresh water. Yeah, that's it. Fresh water. <laughs> yeah. And I like when there was another joke that I liked where Max and Flint are talking. So Electro and Sandman are talking and they're telling kind of their origin stories. He's like, yeah, I fell into a vat of electric eels. And he's like, oh, I fell into a hydrogen collider. And <laughs> just like the way Jimmy Fox delivers that line where he's like, damn, you got to watch out where you fall. <laughs> <laughs> so after Doc Ock, we're going to sit there. We're going to try and fix the Green Goblin. Well, Green Goblin's not going to have that like at all. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just letting y'all know right now, freaking... William Defoe still got it. Oh, yeah. Hands down. And just the way he turned and flipped it and just his voice and everything, like, I just thought that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, he was, that was probably the highlight for me of this entire movie yeah. was just the William Defoe stuff. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. That scene where Peter, his spidey sense goes off and he's in a room full of villains and he doesn't know where it's coming from because that's kind of like how his spotty sense works. Like he knows that danger is coming, but he, it doesn't pinpoint where it is. And he's just like looking around the room at all the, the different villains. That's such a cool scene. And then like, you know, he webs. He finally realizes it's Norman and he webs his hand. And then Willem Dafoe gets to, you know, act. Is such a great scene. Like, it is absolutely awesome. And I have notes that come up, but I, I just write, like, Goblin Man, Goblin Face. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, he's so great at, like, just changing his face. Like, in, in the hall scene when he's, when him and Peter are fighting in the apartment, and Peter's, like, up on him, and he's just punching uh, Norman in the face, and Norman's just smiling, that creepy, yeah. like, all teeth, and I just wrote, like, goblin face. <laughs> that's what he is. But yeah, anyway, I, I, I like that ramping of the tension with Defoe. Well, May takes, you know, the the weapons they were making to, uh, not not weapons. Cures. Yeah, the apparatuses for the cures. They they put a, an energy dock on Electro. I'd forgotten about that. They were waiting for that to gear up and... Green Goblin was able to talk Electro out of keeping that on for it to fill up. Yeah. What was it? He was saying, like, gods, you know, we don't have to choose or something like that. And that was kind of the tipping point for Max to decide, no, I want to have these powers. Yeah. Right. Right. That fight scene with Doc Ock was pretty awesome. I did enjoy that. Not Doc Ock. I'm sorry. Green Goblin. Green Goblin. It was brutal. The apartment complex, like, going floor to floor and yeah. stuff like that slinging each other through sliding glass windows and whatever else like yeah and there's some great lines in that like the uh like strong enough to have it all but too weak to take it like i don't know i just i agree with you like defoe is amazing in this role <laughs> yeah anyways this this green goblin fight goes all the way down to the lobby of the hotel where you know 
Aunt May has made her way down there as well. And uh and she's she's trying to help her nephew out and her, you know, adopted son essentially out and just can't do it. And winds up getting hit by the glider and then, you know, pumpkin bomb thrown in on him as well. So old Aunt May doesn't make it and she becomes the Uncle Ben of this this Spider-Man. Yeah. Real quick. So we had all theorized, is this going to be like a Sinister Six movie? And it really wasn't. Like, we got like a Sinister Five. But I have a theory here. JJ shows up with the Daily Bugle van uh, while all the villains, you know, when, when shit hits the fan and all the villains start fighting. And like, there's a shot that they do of each sort of villain. And then there's the same shot of JJ where he's like, I've got you now. Are they establishing that maybe JJ is the sixth member of this quote unquote Sinister Six? <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> that one's kind of a stretch to me. I, I just don't know about that one. Because, like, I mean, it was I, plainly obvious that, like, for that explosion, that Mephisto came. Uh, yeah, I, knew I knew it. I knew it. I've been waiting for you to say something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. no well I'm gonna say no because Doc Ock at that point in time had been fixed and he was you know he was clear to be a good guy like, yeah, that's true. he wanted to help Peter from then on out so there wasn't even a Sinister Five anymore like at, at that point in time and then Flint like he honestly didn't care nothing about fighting Yeah, he just wanted to get back home yeah I like, like, I like yeah. when shit hits the fan he just like dusts away <laughs> he's like i'm out like, nah, this, this is stupid <laughs> but yeah sorry not to talk all over that but yeah that the death of aunt may like i when she gets hit with a glider i was like fuck they're gonna kill her off and then she stands up and she starts talking and i'm like okay maybe they're not gonna kill her off and then when she gives the with great power comes great responsibility speech i was like oh fuck she's dead <laughs> like she's she's <laughs> dying and this is the other part so uncle ben exists in this world uncle ben like we have a slight reference to him i think in civil war and then in far from home the suitcase that peter has has uncle ben's initials so uncle ben is alive. I think Aunt May even says something about Uncle Ben in one of the movies. I can't think of. But that whole, it was like a different speech, but it basically meant the same thing with great power comes great responsibility. When he's talking with Tony in Civil War, he's like, you know, when bad things start to happen and you have the power to stop them and you don't, those bad things happen because of you. And I think he says before that, like, my uncle told me this or something like that. So, They've already had the Uncle Ben, I assume, with great power speech. But then, like, now they're establishing that, no, they didn't. And Aunt May is the one that told Peter this in the MCU. I just wish they could have redone that slightly and just said, like, remember what your uncle told you or something. Like, just a, just one little line to add to that because it felt, I don't know, it felt sloppy. I Like, I'm fine if Aunt May is going to be his Uncle Ben in this universe. but at least established that, like, Peter never knew his Uncle Ben or something like that. Like, it was just very weird to me. I, I think this is more along the lines of, like, the Sorcerer Supreme kind of thing where, like, everybody was under the assumption that Doctor Strange was the Sorcerer Supreme when, in fact, right now, Wong is. In the same instance, like, I don't remember anything mentioning Uncle Ben, really. Like, none of anything that was said as far as Uncle Ben goes 
like to me that was just all off the cuff and like it never really stuck if that makes sense for me anyways i got you and so with that being the case if that's the norm then you're able to kind of do the aunt may as uncle ben kind of thing now especially in this movie because you know she's very adamant about norman and helping him and blah 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 yeah and 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 making and saying you know like this should be your problem. Like, it's not that it's not your problem. It's that it is your problem now. Yeah. Or you have, you have a responsibility to help them or something like that. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. I mean, like I kind of, I kind of know what you're talking about, but at the same time, none of it like strikes anything with me. Yeah. So, and then damage control shows up and then with their armed guns and shoot Peter. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Why, once again, like damage, like they show up in armored vehicles, like SWAT gear, and they just start shooting Peter. And I was just like, that's not damage control. Like they're literally like a construction crew that just comes up and cleans up debris and starts rebuilding buildings. (laughs) Not anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It just really bugged me. Well, old Peter had to leave Aunt May there, unfortunately. There's not much he can do do about it anyway. She's died. Yeah. That takes us, though, back to Ned and Mary Jane, and they're over at uh, Ned's Lola's house. And uh, (laughs) they they have (laughs) Doctor Strange's sling ring. Yeah. So they're wanting to bring Peter to to Lola's house. And and so Ned starts, you know, trying to open up a portal, and he's like, bring me Peter Parker. And here comes Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker. (laughs) And uh, and from now on, we'll we'll just say he's Peter three because that's what he was in the movie was Peter three. Yeah. So that's funny. Were, oh, Toby <laughs> Maguire. No, Andrew. Andrew was Peter three. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And Andrew was Peter two, or, or Toby was Peter two. So we we have this. We have to prove that that we're a normal, okay, Spider Man by you know hanging onto the ceiling for MJ while she throws rolls at and getting the cobs web and <laughs> yeah. I love the Andrew Garfield reveal. The whole like uh, he sh- he shows up through the portal and then he takes it off, and then they're like, "You're not Peter," and he's like, "Yeah, I am," or whatever. And then she's like, uh, she throws the bread at him, and she's like, "Do you have the tingle thing?" And he's like, "Yeah, I have the tingle thing, just not for bread." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Prove that you're Peter." So he like jumps up and just clings to the ceiling, and she's like, "Crawl around." He's like, "This is enough." She's like, "No, it's not." He's like. This is plenty. <laughs> and then, yeah, like the reason why I'm laughing is I love when Ned's Lola comes in and she says, you know, whatever. And he's like, she's wondering if you could get those cobwebs while you're up there. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. And he like puts his mask in his mouth and he like crawls over there. And he's like, eh, eh, eh. And he just like swats <laughs> away at it. And he drops down. That That is so funny to me. <laughs> I, that was great humor. And then it's also just funny now during all this, Andrew Garfield was like, oh, I'm not in the movie. I don't like it's a Photoshop. I'm not in this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Those leaks are fake, yada, yada, yada. And they revealed that he even lied to Emma Stone, who like he mentioned in an interview that she like called him up or texted him and like, are you in the, the new Spider-Man movie? And he's like, no, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not I'm not in that movie <laughs> or whatever. And I, I just love that he held on to that, even though the leaks were just all over the place that he was in it. I really wish to this day, 
now he's talking about being in it, but I really wish he would just keep up the facade of being not of not being in it. Like I don't know what like, you're I don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't in that movie. That was that was not me. They they CGI'd me in that movie. I wish I was in that movie. Yeah. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, of course that's that's not the real Peter Parker. That's not the Peter Parker they're wanting. So, you know, Ned tries again. And this time he brings Toby Maguire, Peter Parker number two, into uh Lola's house. Old man Peter. Yeah. Old man Peter, yeah. And then Andrew and, and Toby have a little web off, which that was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. I, I kind of didn't understand it at first, and I was like, I don't... So, like, yeah, uh, on the third watch, I, I, w- I was kind of confused as well, Michael. <laughs> on, on on the third watch, Toby says, I saw your friend, like, on television or something like that. So he's been in this world for, like, a day. Uh-huh. And, you know the Daily Bugle's been broadcasting things and stuff. And he's like, I feel like he needs me or something. So what what I think has happened is Andrew and Toby both get sucked into the world at some point, like a day ahead, or not ahead, but like a day goes by and they're just running around New York. Yeah, the same as the villains. Yeah, correct. And Toby sees that Peter Parker on like television. So when he sees Andrew Garfield, he's like, he's seen the face of MCU Tom Holland. So when he's like, oh yeah, I'm here to help you. And then he looks at Garfield and he realizes like, that's not Peter. So I'm assuming he thinks he's like an impersonator or something. And that's why he webs at him and they like fight back a little bit for like a split second. Yeah. And then once he sees the webs, he's like, oh, okay, you're, you're Spider-Man. Yeah, I guess. Which sure. also I like Ned's mom is like, she wants you to clean up the webs that you just got. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And you see Garfield like picking up the salt shaker and fa- dusting it off. And it's just funny. <laughs> From there, we go to find our Peter, MCU Peter. And uh, he's at the school, is he not? Yep. On top of the roof? Yeah, he's on top of that building. I don't. Was that the school? I never know where that, that building is. Yeah, That's I what I thought is. it was. Yeah, From the very beginning of the show. I was about to say, it's... it's it, from the from the beginning of the movie, it's, it shows him and MJ up there after they go into the school, basically. Okay. Yeah. They have a nice little scene there where they're talking about each other's losses. Yeah. All three Peters are talking about their losses that they've had. Andrew Garfield talks about his him being rageful yeah. afterwards. And uh, I, I kind of want to see some, like, I know a lot of people don't like Andrew Garfield and that, that Spider-Man and the Spider-Man movies. I actually did enjoy them. And I actually really liked him as Spider-Man. So I would honestly kind of like to see this this rageful Spider-Man that he was at one point in time. Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. I I don't like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. I didn't mind him. He, like I said, Toby got the Peter Parker version right. He didn't really get the Spider-Man part right, like the quips and the jokes and the motor mouth type stuff. Andrew Garfield gets the 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 quips, the jokes, the motor mouth. He doesn't really get the Peter Parker part of it. And I just hate how sloppily and bad those two movies of his are. But it, since you mentioned that, the whole him, he mentions a line about like, I got rageful, I stopped pulling my punches, yada, yada, yada. Morbius, the living vampire movie, has been delayed now. Rumor has it that they may make the Andrew Garfield 
be the Spider-Man of this whole like Sony Venom verse with Morbius and Craven the Hunter and Venom and all that. So that may be a way that they're leading to it. Like in other words, that whole part where he got like dark and rageful is where maybe these movies may be taking place. Uh, I don't know that I like that. I'm not saying you're wrong, but... I mean, I could be wrong. These are all rumors, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have heard that I would like Garfield to be Sony's Spider-Man and them kind of play around and do stuff with him, stuff like that there, and him be part of Venom and him be part of Kraven and Morbius. I'd be cool with all that. As much as I hate Sony, like as much as I hate them and like their piss poor handling of Spider-Man, I'd be cool with this. That way we can still get Tom in like a better version of Spider-Man and they can have their dark, vengeful, (laughs) gritty Spider-Man and do dumb, gritty movies over there. (laughs) And, well, I mean, like, all right, I'm just going to skip to one of the things that really bugged me about this movie. Why the fuck do you have Venom in this movie? Why the fuck is is Tom Hardy in this movie? Like, at the end, they just put him in here so he can just have a symbiote show up so we can have black suit Spider-Man in the MCU. Like, that is so dumb and ham-fisted. What the fuck were they thinking doing that? They said, hey, we've already got a Venom, and we'll just... (laughs) We'll bring him over and he'll drop some of his little, you know, symbiote jizz on the counter. It's so dumb. (laughs) It was so dumb. Like, I really hate, like, anyway, I I fucking hate them. They're so bad at making movies. (laughs) They are, man. They, They just are. Well, you know, like, Feige had to, like, say, yeah, let's do that. Yes and no. They, uh, so I know they lend the Spider-Man property and depending on certain villains that they aren't using, they can lend those. And I know that they give the, like the Disney, Marvel, Kevin Feige creative control, but Sony still has the ultimate say-so of what happens at the end. So I, I seriously think the whole like throw Venom in there and Feige probably haggled or something. They're like, We'll put him at an end credit. And they're like, no, we want him in the movie. And he's like, no, he'll be in an end credit scene. (laughs) I don't know that. This is all just me bullshitting. But I I feel like in the heart of hearts (laughs) that that's probably what happened. Yeah, I'm just glad he honestly didn't fight Peter. Like, is it stupid to me? Yes, I agree with you completely on this one. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. What was fun to watch was all the Peters in the lab. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun scene. And that could be taken very grotesquely if you really <laughs> wanted to, but uh, but I, I stand by that statement. All three Peters in the lab was pretty fun to watch. <laughs> Getting their geek on. Yeah, I like Toby and Andrew talk about like their different loved ones. We get a mention of Gwen. We get her also during that whole on top of the rooftop, but also he talks a little bit while they're creating the cures. And Toby talks about MJ and how like it's complicated, but they apparently worked things out. Yep. So it's nice to hear that they got a a happy ending, it sounds like. Yeah. Do you think we could ever get a Mayday Parker from that? Uh, Maybe. Doubt it. Because Sony's... what? Mayday Parker, it's Peter and Mary Jane's daughter who becomes like Spider Girl. Her name's Mayday. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't, truthfully, no. I don't think we'll see that because Sony's too busy trying to make 
Jared Leto a thing. <laughs> so <laughs> until like Sony releases their, you know, death grip on Spider-Man, I don't think we'll ever see a Mayday Parker. I like this whole bringing up the old Spider-Man, like I kind of want them to just make other movies with those actors again in their own respective universes. Like I'd be fine. Obviously, Toby's too old, but you could make where like time has passed. And because of the events of No Way Home, like maybe time has altered a little bit. So like Doc Ock's still alive. Norman Osborn's still alive. And, you know, we could see some continuation of those character stories. And, and like I said, I'd be fine with Garfield coming back and doing something. But I doubt we'll see a Mayday Parker. Well, all right then. During the lab, we also get the conversation that everybody wanted to have, which was those webs come out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I just, I, I wrote on here organic web shooters. Ew. <laughs> yeah. So, for those of you who have not seen all these movies that we are talking about and referencing, most all of our Spider Man has is a is somewhat of a scientist and invents his own web fluid and web shooters because that's not part of who Spider-Man is, really, as far as, like, biologically. Well, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man actually produces his own web fluid and shoots it from his wrists. So he doesn't have to have cartridges or anything along those lines, and they've never established Tobey as any kind of a scientist or anything along those lines. So that was one of the big questions from the other two Peters was, that stuff comes out of you. Yeah. Like the web fluid just comes out of you. So, yeah. yeah, it's really funny. Like I hated that change back in the day with the Sam Raimi ones. Cause I was like, no, he has web shooters. Like it's gross when it comes out of him. Like, ew, <laughs> like it's very gross. And I love that they basically say that they're like, ew, does that come out of you? Does it come out anywhere else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when you like later too, like they asked again, like, is it, like always in like can you feel it or like yeah. or something like that like yeah do you ever have web block yeah <laughs> yeah which he does yeah they they mentioned yeah. that he's like yeah that actually happened now that you mentioned that i love there's a once again I, because i've watched this now three times there's a moment in the final fight scene with all the villains where toby accidentally webs Andrew in the face and you hear Andrew go, ooh, gross, gross, gross. <laughs> it's so funny. Yes. yes, that was funny. All right, that does bring us to act three, which is the big battle scene between all three Peters and the respected villains. We get a nice little spidey powwow beforehand where we talk more about the organic webbing and yeah. how Toby fought a black goo one time that was an alien. Oh, man. <laughs> and then how, you know, Tom has, has fought aliens here and in space. Yeah. And You're like, what? Andrew's like, I, I'm pretty lame, yes. guys. I, I wish I'd done something cool, uh, <laughs> but I only fought this. I fought this Russian guy in a mechanic rhino suit once. <laughs> so that felt so meta to me where they were talking about essentially their respective franchises and then how Andrew was like, oh man, mine is lame. Like, I didn't do anything cool. And I'm like, yes, yes, because Sony is terrible. But I, I yeah, I love that scene when he's like, I never fought any aliens. I want to fight aliens. <laughs> well, I like how they were like, after that, they were like, you're amazing. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that felt a little little too much. But yeah, the like because his franchise is called Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then the other part with Toby's back, because in the second Spider-Man movie, Toby Maguire actually injured his back during a stunt scene. And then they put something in the movie. I don't know if y'all remember the movie, but he, when he's having his web block. Yeah. He doesn't web and he lands on a car and he's like, oh, my back. (laughs) Like that was actually put in there because Toby actually injured his back during the filming of that movie. Also, during I forgot about this, but it just reminded me during the whole fixing the cures like in the lab thing. Andrew mentions about like, oh, I've cured lizard before. You know, I'll do it again. It's no big deal. And he repeats it twice. No big deal. I think that's also a reference to during the Sony email leaks about how they were going to make Andrew Garfield like, this is why I hate Sony a lot, is like they don't know what to do with him. They wanted to make him more like connect with the younger audience. So they were going to have him do like a Snapchat in the movie. And then like while he was doing Snapchat, he was going to go do like a Tough mutter. And then have like a Snapchat thing saying like NBD, no big deal. And like the joke is like he has spider powers, so it's no big deal to him. And it was just really like a cringy, dumb idea. And anyway, the fact that he repeats like the no big deal twice felt like that was maybe a reference to that. Anyway, yeah. I just thought it was because they were giving him a goofy look. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they have lured... um. Sandman and Lizard and Electro to the Empire. Not Empire. Oh my God. Statue, Statue of Liberty. Liberty. I'm telling you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they lured him to the Statue of Liberty. And from there, they're going to sit there and, and do the final battle. Well, each Spider Man is taking on respective villains. And nobody is doing well at all here. And we, we get a moment where they go to regroup <laughs> and Tom Holland's like, look, guys, I, I don't mean to brag, but I'm going to brag here. I was an Avenger and we can do this teamwork thing. And they're like, oh, you're an Avenger. That's so awesome. What's an Avenger? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andrew's like, is that a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was really funny. Yes, yes. I'm like, oh, y'all, they're taking way too much time to regroup here, but this is pretty hilarious. I wanted more interactions between the three Peters. I really, really wanted to see more of it. Yeah, I agree. That's probably one of the biggest things. My biggest complaint with this is that, like, you went and you did all this, and we really didn't get a lot Mm -hmm. of three Peters. So I, I completely agree with you on that. What what stands out for y'all as far as this fight scene goes, like? I mean, uh, Doc Hawk comes and and to help the Spideys take out Electro. I thought that was pretty awesome to watch that. I hated uh, the other thing that I hated missing out a lot on was Defoe Green Goblin. Like we really get that one scene of him fighting Peter at the apartment complex, and then here towards the end, and that's really it. So that's kind of sucks to me. Yeah, the things that stand out to me are well, one apparently the like the guy that plays Sandman, like Flint Marco, and uh, the guy that plays Lizard. I don't think we're actually like I. I think they did the voiceover. I, I'd have to look it up on IMDb, but they reused footage when they're cured. 
the scene where Sandman gets cured and when the lizard gets cured, they just reused footage of from their respective movies. Oh, wow. And just reversed it. So like the scene where you see Flint like looking at his hand as it's like turning back into like normal flesh. That's the scene when he falls into the Hydran Collider and is turning into sand. They just played it in, in reverse. And it's huh. it's it's very obvious that they did that, which felt very weird. And I don't understand why they did that. And then the same thing happens with the lizard. His footage was reused from the Amazing Spider-Man and they just kind of reversed it slightly and added like some different effects and obviously changed the background. And I just thought that was very weird and clunky. I, I, I didn't understand that at all. That is odd. One of the things that stuck out to me is that we learned in this one that Ned can't perform under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can't close that portal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the whole Ned, like, I didn't mention it, but when he's talking with Doctor Strange at the very beginning of the movie, and he's like, my Nana or something says that we have, like, magic in our family, and I have, like, tingles in my hand, and he's like, you should see a doctor about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I did like that Andrew Garfield was able to save MJ this time around. Uh Uh-huh. That was the other thing I was going to say. So, I did like that redeeming factor. Yeah, his whole, like, he was able to redeem the Gwen thing which I love he's like crying like Garfield <laughs> honestly as much as I like I don't really shit on him because I I feel bad for him because I think he's he is a really great actor you do kind of shit on him uh well I shit on his movies and it's not because of him it's because of Sony um <laughs> but, okay whatever we'll, we'll talk about it on an episode <laughs> like they have a fucking basement of origins like, that, that's so dumb in the second Spider, Amazing Spider-Man movie where it's like Oscorp has this basement of origins where, like, you see, like, the vulture wings, the the octopus tentacles, the rhino suit. Uh, I forget what other one. The, the Venom symbiote because you see it in, like, a little, like, glass jar. But... Uh, it was great. No. No, it was not. That's so <laughs> fucking stupid. Oscorp was behind them all. It was good. What are they, Oprah? And you get a villain origin, and you get a villain origin, and you get a villain origin. Yes. That's so dumb. Hand them out. That is dumb. <laughs> that is so fucking <laughs> stupid. But yes, I like that Garfield gets redeemed in the sense, and like, she's like, or he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's crying, and MJ's just like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the cloak saves Ned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wrote on my notes. Poor Ned. He just kind of gets left out. Yeah. I kind of wonder, will they make Ned hobgoblin? Because he, you know, says the whole, like, I promise I will not try to murder you, you know, when they're creating the cures in the lab or whatever. Yeah. And he learns that Toby's best friend tried to kill him and then died or whatever. So Ned says later on, he's like, I promise to not kill you. But now Ned doesn't even know who Peter Parker is. Yeah. Right. So I could see them possibly for a later movie making Ned the villain. But anyway, that was just a thought that came to my head. I mean, especially with like it being MJ and him now yeah. being the best friends or whatever that maybe, you know, Ned never gets out of the friend zone and Peter, you know, does wind up coming back in. And so Ned's like jealous of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So which... Uh, we'll get into the theories of where they'll go later, but yeah. Anyway, 
Defoe is fantastic, I have to say. When he finally shows up, I just love like he's flying in on the on the you know the goblin glider and he's just like, Can Spider-Man come out and play? And like, you know, Doctor Strange is here, which you think, you know, oh, Doctor Strange is here, he's just gonna mop the floor because he's got magic. But like Defoe even or at least, you know, this isn't part of Defoe's acting, but the way they wrote it in the movie is like he gets a one up by putting a goblin bomb in the little box. Like he kind of knew yeah. that Strange yeah. would get that box. And uh, I don't know. It's just cool. I, I really like Defoe's Goblin a lot, even though I hate that like suit, but they fixed it sort of for this movie. I, I love Defoe as Goblin. I was going to say, I, I like the changes they made, you know, him not really having a mask and the tattered clothing actually over the armored suit yeah. kind of thing. So I like the changes that they made that were very subtle. I like that, you know, we finally do get a, a Tom Defoe showdown. Yeah. And the, the one of the first things that Peter says to him is, I just want to kill you myself. Mm-hmm. Like at that point in time, he is like, no, nah, I, I I don't care anymore. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I might have saved everybody else, but I really don't want to save you. Yeah. I never did. Yeah, I like that as well. I thought it was a good fight scene with both of yeah, them. I have another goblin face moment. <laughs> 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 it's when he's like on his knees. And he's just like grinning ear to ear. I'm just like goblin face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, where he's like, I dealt the blow, but yeah, she died because of you or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Poor Toby. He gets stabbed. He gets stabbed, (laughs) saving Green Goblin from death. And then Green Goblin stabs him. (laughs) I was like, oh, well, all right, then I guess some things never change. Yeah. Which shortly after that, I love. He's like, I'm good. I've been stabbed before. And then Andrew's like, oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> and then Toby's like, because the at that point, the portal or whatever, the multiverse is breaking. And Toby's like, is is that happening or am I dying? And he's like, oh, no, 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 that, that's that's totally happening. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> Peter talks to Strange, gets him to cast a spell so that it makes everybody forget that there even was a Peter Parker. We get Peter saying bye to the other Peters, uh, along with Ned and MJ. This is all after we've cured Norman of his Green Goblin. Which, when the portals were opening, we saw a couple of villains. I just wanted to have a quick mm-hmm. mention. We see Scorpion, we see Craven, and we see Rhino. And possibly, I think... <laughs> No, we don't see Mephisto. (laughs) I think, I don't know, maybe it's Black Cat? I don't know. There was someone next to Rhino. Yeah. I've tried to, until I can get it, like, on, you know, Blu-ray or whatever and be able to pause it. I I can't tell who it is, but there's there's a fourth person that I'm not sure. It looks maybe like it's Black Cat. I remember seeing somebody look like Black Cat next to Rhino, and I remember seeing Rhino, and then... From what everybody said, I remember seeing somebody with a spear, and I assume that's Craven. That's what everybody's kind of saying is that's Craven. Yeah, Craven's the one with the spear. So, and then like, did you happen to notice that like all that was keeping them at bay was Captain Marvel flying around, punching them back in? (laughs) No, (laughs) she's just so fast you could barely see her. (laughs) Just, just swarming, just. Oh, that's great. 
Yeah, Strange acts, no pun intended, strange <laughs> when Peter asks for that new spell. Like, all of a sudden, he cares? You know what I mean? Like, he... Yeah. He was all, like, giving Peter shit throughout this, like, you need to clean this mess up. You need to do this. And then when Strain, when he's like, you know, cast a spell so no one knows who Peter Parker is, all of a sudden he's like, but then, you know, even your loved ones and closest friends won't know. Like, like all of a sudden he cares. Like, I don't know, it just really bugged me. Well, and he was even more, like, he was like, we wouldn't know who you are. Or, like, he threw himself into that as well. Yeah. When he was making all those comments. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I agree. Like he did go from one thing to another. And maybe it was just he sat there and he fought strange one and with the intent to help these people. And that's what he wound up doing. Like yeah. and strange completely doubted that, which I wonder if that will have any kind of effect of strange against Wanda possibly in multiverse of madness. Like, what do you mean? Like if there is if Wanda does become possessed by something in Multiverse of Madness, will Strange be able to... Well, Strange will forget all that. So, I guess not then. Never mind. I just talked myself out of it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Good, because I lost track of where we were going there. Yeah, like, that was the other thing I wrote down, is how does the spell work? Okay, so it erases everybody's knowledge of Peter Parker. Does it erase... Like, does it affect technology does mj like she has a smartphone obviously does she have pictures of peter parker on her phone with you know i'm sure they probably had like a picture of each other like kissing or something like does that get erased like i know it's magic but like i needed some context i think everything gets erased that's associated with peter parker okay like so yeah and then, he has to start over then he doesn't it. have a social security number so he's <laughs> right he's, he has no social security he's an illegal alien <laughs> no birth certificate no nothing oh that sucks also i meant to mention this a while back when i was bitching about like hey strange how about a heads up why didn't we use this spell against thanos i'm just saying like <laughs> Hey, Thanos, you don't remember anything about the Infinity Stones ever. Boom. Done. Solved. Roll credits. (laughs) Maybe they had to give consent. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was Peter's idea. It was Peter's idea to sit there and say, hey, I want want you to make everybody forget about it. No, I actually know the consent thing doesn't work because he used it on Wong. Because he mentioned... That's a loophole. Uh, what Wong's a, Wong's cool with everything? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wong's a fellow magician, so it's okay then. Maybe I don't know. It was just weird. <laughs> yeah, but that whole like I get it. Uh, Feige had said back when Tom was going to be Spider Man and stuff, and they were doing the Homecoming. That by the end of the three movies with Tom, he would be the Spider Man that you've known from the comics, which uh, we we lose Aunt May, but essentially he is. Like, he's not going to have a tech suit. It's literally just a fabric suit. He doesn't have, like, a man in the chair. There's nobody that helps him. He's on his own. You know, he lives in a shitty apartment. He's going to have to get some job to pay rent and, and, you know, all the the check boxes from a normal... Spider-Man like comic story right which w- is what we get so like this ending felt very like what Kevin Feige had said we were gonna get at the end of it 
my my biggest thing though is like you had done all these movies beforehand basically to try and set him up as the next Tony Stark or whatever. And he spent all his time and like trying to make sure that he's like getting the, the glasses and that he's really encompassing that, that role and everything. And then you just wipe it all away. It's like, what was the point in that? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I don't think they were ever trying to set him. Well, they shouldn't. Uh, I don't think they were ever trying to set up Tony or Peter to be the next Tony because he isn't that like, well, they, I know that, but like they ne- made him like the next like leader or whatever of the Avengers, like to be like the Iron Man or Tony Stark, whatever. That's kind of what they kept doing in those other movies. Uh, I don't think that he's supposed to be the leader. I think he was just supposed to be Tony saw that Peter was somebody who truly he could trust. So he just gave him the Edith glasses to, I guess. Make sure it doesn't get mishandled, which that went to shit. But yeah, I don't think he was ever meant to be like the leader of the Avengers. I, I think to to Jeremy's point that he's making in Far From Home, you know, we get a we get kind of a scene where Happy's picked him up because yeah, Mysterio's kind of like just taking everything. Happy picks him up in in one of the Quinjet type deals. Yeah, when he's making the suit. And and he's making a suit, and they they play black and black. Yeah, and and Happy's kind of giving him that look, and that's kind of where you're getting that idea of, oh well, this is this is the new Iron Man. Yeah, you know what I mean. And well, like Spider Man's going to be the new Iron people Man. People well, did have sorry, real quick, Jeremy, and I'll I'll, I'll let you. Uh, uh, people did have an issue with that. Like that was one of the things that people did not, which is why I didn't re- think this movie would do so well is because a lot of people didn't like this MCU Spider-Man because they called him, like, Iron Man Jr. Um, so, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, sorry, Jeremy. Well, no, I, I mean, like, even um, I, even in this movie, he was even talking about, like, like that uh, Sp- Peter was even talking about, you know, trying to fill those shoes or whatever and, and, and kind of reference a little bit. And so, I, I don't know, I just, it's like, so you just didn't want to fill the shoes and just like, oh, we'll make everybody forget it kind of thing. But yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I understand, like, I completely understand, like, him getting back to his, I mean, it was, I, I felt the same way whenever the movie ended is that he was back in his, like, actual Spider-Man element of, like, yeah, being in that crappy apartment and just listening to the police scanner and all that kind of stuff. Like, so, uh, but it just, it just, it's like one of those, like, he did all this other stuff, and then, then it's just all wiped away. I think, yeah, like I said, they're they're trying to go back to the quote unquote friendly neighborhood Spider Man, which is yeah, that's it, honestly that's more his bag because, like, I love the gags. Honestly, with in the comics, sometimes when Spider Man shows up to like help with Avenger level problems, and he's like, "What am I gonna do?" Like, <laughs> there's there's. I forget where what comic it's from. It may be Original Sin or something, but the there's a moment where he's like out in space and he shoots his webs and they <laughs> they just do nothing. Like they just go like <laughs> and like just float away. <laughs> because like he he's not Thor. He's not Iron Man. You know, he can't really do much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's really strong and can stick the walls, but like that's about it. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Well, what do y'all think we're going from here? I think it's I think it sounds like we well, you know we're going from here. I think it sounds like we're going friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Well, a couple of things. MJ's wearing the necklace, the Black Dahlia necklace, when he goes into the coffee shop to like supposedly tell her everything, but then doesn't. Yeah, 
So that's another thing that I'm kind of like, how does the spell work? Because Peter gave that to her, but I guess she just has a memory now of her just having it or something. I don't know. The Aunt May gravestone says the line uh, that Aunt May, I don't know if she says in the movies, but she says it in the comics where if you help one person, you help everyone. I like that. Once again, how the hell does the spell work with Happy? Because Happy is like, oh, I dated Spider-Man's aunt. So he doesn't, (laughs) he knows that that's Spider-Man's aunt, but he doesn't know that Peter Parker is the nephew of, anyway, weird things. The I like that we see the police scanner, like Jeremy had mentioned, the like friendly neighborhood police scanner app. I thought that was kind of cool because uh, I think they do something similar to that in the Spider-Man PS5 slash four games. At the end, we see him landing at the Rockefeller Center. Why in the hell this was a bit of perfect time for him to show up in Hawkeye? Like, why was he not like I would have <laughs> at the very least, I would have loved at the end of Hawkeye where things are cleaned up, like the police are there. Peter lands and just is like, what What happened? What can I do? Can I help? Like, that would have been a funny little gag. Yeah, I don't understand why it they looks didn't like show his that. garbage apartment is not far from there. Yeah, uh, of course, I mentioned the Venom thing because I was just I just wrote why the hell put Venom in this movie? So dumb. Uh <laughs> Uh, Where do I think this is going, to answer your question? I think we will get a... I definitely think they're going to do a black cat because she's a love interest. I also think we may get a Gwen Stacy because I think in the comics, he meets Gwen Stacy originally in college. Also, Peter doesn't go to MIT in the comics. He goes to, uh, what is it, Empire State University or something like that. So that's probably where he'll end up. I don't think he's going to take pictures of Spider-Man in the Daily Bugle type thing that he normally does. There was a point in in a Spider-Man run where he taught science at his old high school. I could totally see him doing that. But yeah, I think we're going to get Black Cat to add some little like spicy love interest stuff, possibly Gwen. But I think by the end of it, he's going to somehow MJ, like Michelle Jones, will get wrapped up in it and he'll have to reveal his identity to her and then she'll be like his love interest again by the end of it all. All right, what do you think as far as Ned then? Ned, I I I that's the one I'm 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 not sure. I could see them making him a villain. Like I could totally see them making him hobgoblin in future movies since now he doesn't know who Peter is. And like you said, you could easily do it like, "Oh, he's in love with MJ." But MJ falls in love with Peter again or something, and he decides to become like a villain or something. I don't want that. That's that's kind of dumb, but I could see them doing something like that. All right. Jeremy, what you think? I think it all sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I, I have no idea. and I'm, But I am excited to see where they do go with it, honestly. Even though I was a little frustrated with that, I, I see why them, like like I said, I, I, I see them putting him back to the original Spider-Man, and I understand that part. It's just, you know, I do hope, I do hope MJ and Ned come back in the picture as, still as friends and love interests and all that. All right. You got anything else we're going to add? Yeah, the, the Multiverse of Madness trailer shows up at the end of it. 
It looks like there's some ties to What If in there. Possibly the evil Doctor Strange is is one of the characters in the movie. Also, some toy leaks have shown like maybe it's like a Doctor Strange with like a ponytail or something. And it looks That's like in the trailer too. Yeah, is it? I couldn't. I couldn't remember if you see it yep. in the trailer or not. When he's getting swirled around in the star. Oh, I got you. You can see you can see the ponytail then. And the the toy thing says he's like Defender Doctor Strange. So maybe we're getting the mm-hmm. the Defenders. Thought that was interesting. Also, the most interesting thing about it all though is at the end, it says Doctor Strange will return, but not Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But we know for a fact because Feige with that like interview with him and Pascal, you know, sitting talking about the movie says that we're going to get three more movies with Tom as Spider-Man. So that's very interesting to me. Like, or very weird, I should say. I mean, meh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I definitely think, you know, the Doctor Strange is because that's the next thing that we're getting. But I I don't know. I kind of feel like the way that it ends, it's kind of given that, you know, we're going to get more Spider-Man. So, but I, I see what you're saying, but I don't know. I hope we get more act, actual Spider-Man movies because they, they have been been a lot of fun. So, yeah, I definitely want to see because they set up for Scorpion. I definitely want to see an MC because I like the MCU versions of the Spider-Man villains way better. Like, like friggin' uh, uh, Michael Keaton as uh, Vulture was fucking amazing, and I liked how they did. Uh, Quentin Beck uh, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and like how they did all the stuff with his because like to me Mysterio has always been super lame yes. as a villain and I just really liked how they they handled his character in that movie so they set up for Scorpion to be a thing at least in the MCU so I would I would very much like to see Scorpion show up in another movie see I'd be fine not seeing him like just keeping him as a B tier and being done with it. Well, who do you who so, who would you want to see then if they do? <laughs> I, I I honestly don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not even like I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan anyway. So like, you know, you, you've kind of already taken some of the bigger players off. Yeah. With, you know, I mean, it's, you're not going to do another Doc Ock. Yeah, that's so disappointing. Green Goblin or anything like that. Like anytime soon. I would love to have seen a another Doc Ock version in the MCU because mainly one of my favorite current stories which is a lot of people's is superior spider-man i would have loved to have seen a version of that at some point in the mcu where doc ock takes over peter parker's body and you know fucks around with his life and tries to make him <laughs> he he's like trying to be a better version of peter but ultimately yeah. ruins ruins it but anyway yeah i don't know i'll sleep on that and think about who i'd want to see next so I haven't honestly given that any thought at all. But Scorpion is just an odd dude. So I don't really see, like like I said, this movie wasn't that great for me. I don't really see much coming from it. I think it was just getting us back to a place where we could have, like y'all said, a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man again uh, that was not tech heavy, but was kind of on their own. I think the biggest thing that this sets up is either more scrolls or... Armor Wars, just because of damage control and their influence with Stark Tech and them knowing about Nick being off-planet. And if you know that he's off-planet, then you should know that he's with the Scrolls right now. So 
does that mean that y'all are scrolls as well? Kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that 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 was very weird. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, thank y'all so much for listening, and we uh, hope y'all enjoyed it. We appreciate y'all listening. Please remember to hit the subscribe, hit the like, whatever it is that you can to uh, to let us know that you're listening out there. Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch every now and then. Uh, the Night Fury GTO with a K. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, of course, on here. Richard, are you uh, Night Curry yet? Oh, I didn't want you to spoil it yet. Ah, yes, you can find me on Twitter as (laughs) Night Curry with a K. (laughs) Spelled night like day and night, no space, curry with a K. (laughs) So y'all can at me there. I think that's what the cool kids say. Um, And uh, yeah, and you can find me on here. Check out our other social medias. Uh, we get a Gmail. I should say just one other social media because it's just on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, Instagram, Comically Comics Podcast, and at Gmail, Comically Comics Podcast at gmail.com. Send us some emails if you're listening. I want to hear from you. I check it every now and then, and we don't we don't have anybody. So send it. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Oh, you can find me on YouTube at 22 underscore comics. You can follow me on Instagram at the same handle as well. Thank you again so much for listening. Uh, We greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, Jeremy, say bye. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Why'd you do that? I was trying to see if you have the tingle thing. I have the tingle thing, just not for bread. Can you not throw the, the bread again? You're a deeply mistrusting person. And I respect it.